Hello, this is Pastor Manny bringing you the Beacon of Hope podcast from Lighthouse Baptist Church at 2032 Cedar Hill Road. I'm in my office today making the podcast and uh, I'm going to be reading part of this podcast to you and it comes from a uh, something I had written in order to teach and be a blessing to our men and in a men's meeting that we had uh, uh, many, many years ago. And the subject was building a wife. And, uh, and the Bible says that uh, men who are married are husbands. And uh, a husband is the idea of a husbandman is one who takes care of a fruitful plant to help bring it to fruition or one that takes care of flocks and such. A husband is one who cares for something to make sure that it can thrive and be the best that it can be. There were several verses in this, in uh, the building of wife, Hebrews 13, 4 says that marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Proverbs nineteen fourteen says in part, a prudent wife is from the Lord. Proverbs eighteen twenty two says, whosoever findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And here's some of what I gave, and I'll read most of it as I have it written here without a lot of comment, and I know it'll be helpful to you. Men, did it ever occur to you that part of the stewardship God has entrusted you with is your wife? He died for her, she is valuable to him, and he has given her keeping and well-being to you as a sacred trust from him. In fact, God will give or withhold blessing on you according to how you treat your wife. If we're going to take serious the Bible mandate to edify or build, let us first give attention where our priority ought to be and where we can do the most good. Let's think about this thing about building a wife. Number one, by our conversation toward our wife. Conversation, uh, by the way, we need to have a conversation toward our wife. She needs to have someone with whom she can talk. And she needs to hear someone talk. Uh, especially if you have all small children in the household. She's been mommied to death. And she's heard small people talk enough. She needs another adult she can talk to. Um, Proverbs thirty-one twenty-eight. it says about the man who had a virtuous wife, it says, He praiseth her. Let me ask you, do you express thankfulness to your wife for what she does? He said, well, I'd like to have a woman like that. Proverbs 31 woman. Well, one ingredient in her life is her husband praiseth her. Uh, Ephesians 5 or uh, verses 25 through 31 speaks about Jesus purifying the church to himself. And we're supposed to love our wives even as Christ loved the church. And it says he, he, he cleanses it by the washing of water by the word. Do you realize our words can have a purifying effect? Proverbs 16, 24 talks about pleasant words. Are our words pleasant? How about in their tone? How about in their content? How about uh, Proverbs 15, 26 tells us that pleasant words come from the pure. Quite often, our words are not pleasant because our heart is not pure. Gracious words, Ecclesiastes 10, 12 uh, talks about this and talks about the, the goodness of words that are well thought of. Fellas, our quick, witty comebacks 
And our sarcastic humor gets old for a lady really, really fast. As a pastor of almost 28 years, I've watched young couples that get married and I've watched some of the freshness come off the marriage simply because of the way in which the man talks to his wife. His cute little quips about everything she says, making a joke out of everything she says. I wonder if it ever occurs to us men that if we make a joke of everything our wife says to us, then somewhere in her heart she has to conclude that all she is to us is a joke, that we don't take her seriously, that she has no value. And she may not formulate that thought exactly, but it's intrinsic to the way she thinks, and we've given her that impression. If we are not wise, we will wound her spirit with our words. I'm going to read this verse to you. In Proverbs 18 and verse 14, it says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Now you think about that. Now when we wound our wife's spirit, we open her for invasion, for every kind of influence and every, every tempter that would come along and every kind of uh, thing from uh, wrong and even adulterous relationships to depression, and you name it, we make her far more vulnerable to the attack if we wound her spirit. Now, those are important things to listen to. We ought to learn to listen. The uh, James tells us, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. The, we, we need to learn to listen. Two of the most important things a wife needs from a husband, number one is security. At a funeral of a pastor, I heard his wife say to those in attendance, he influenced your world, but he was my world. Every wife either feels this way or would like to feel this way about her husband. And usually if she does not feel that way, it's because he has damaged her And if the truth be told, there can be seething resentment in her heart because of it. Also, at times, this resentment will surface in an uglier, catty attitude towards ladies whose husbands are their world. Ladies who are devoted to your husbands and they seek to, they seek you to, and they seek to take care of you, you need to understand that there are two types of women that will on occasion seek to hurt you by words either to your face, within your hearing, or behind your back. In other words, if you have a husband who provides security and your husband is your world, occasionally there are women who are going to take these shots at you. There's two types of women that do that. One is the out-and-out rebel, and just because she's rebelling against God's structure and God's order and she's never going to have a man tell her anything. And there's also the wounded who resent the fact that you have something that they dearly would like to have. So you need to understand that and take it as such and don't fall prey to the pettiness of retaliating against foolish comments. Uh, Men, uh, our wives need to know because we have shown her that she is absolutely as secure as is humanly possible in our care. And then what we need to do as believing men, we also need to point her to our Heavenly Father. And in times when we may not know exactly what's going to happen next, or we don't know exactly how we're going to get through something, and we can see our wife is scared by the situation or unsettled, we need to remind her and say, God's going to take care of us. 
And if she says to you in an emotional state, well, I don't know how, I don't know how this going to instead of just getting angry about that response, it would be so much better if we just say, I don't know either for sure, but I do know God's brought us thus far. I don't know either, but I know we can depend on our Heavenly Father. He loves us. And you know what will happen, fellas? <laughs> While you're encouraging her, that great, the Holy Spirit of God himself, the Comforter, will comfort you as you comfort her and, and point her towards these things. Uh, how, do you, how do you make her secure? It's not by huge bank account. That sort of thing isn't essential or necessary to it. You do it by being consistent. And you will become consistent the more time you spend around the one who never changes. You do it by being emotionally stable. And you can choose that. Your emotions may move around quite a bit, but you can choose not to voice every emotion. If you come home on a regular basis and say, I'm about ready to quit my job, I've had enough of that, and you talk that way, you totally destabilize your wife's world. And then you wonder why she cannot be a help to you. You wonder why she's not affectionate towards you. It's because you've knocked the props out from under her. So we need to be emotionally stable. And then we need to be protective of her in every area. We need to help her with the children. If we are a family, then they are our children. God gave them to us. And by the way, the command to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that command is given specifically to the fathers. And then, gentlemen, we need to give her security by keeping our eyes where they ought to be. The amount of damage it does when a wife watches her husband watching another woman is incalculable. She rightly feels defrauded. She rightly feels betrayed. And the damage that it causes is absolutely amazing. In fact, I'm always very suspicious of men who want their wives to significantly change their appearance. They want their wives to look like a blonde instead of a brunette. They want their wives to change things other than the way that they would actually naturally look. I'm not talking about keeping herself well. I'm not talking about having a nice hairdo or something like that. But they want them to change distinctly what their look is. I'm very suspicious of men like that because what they're trying to do is cause their wife to look what like what their fantasy is. And if I just blew the lid off of somebody, well, then let it blow because it needs cared for. Then the other thing, we give them security and give them affection. The problem is that with most men, think of this word, it has a single definition. However, affection is expressing in all available ways that you love someone. It has to do with kindness. It has to do with looking for their needs. It has to do with thoughtfulness. Let me give you a little quiz. Let's see how we do on it, fellas. Let me give you a little quiz and see if you're paying attention to your wife. Could you order for her at a restaurant and get it right? If she orders a steak, how does she like it done? What type of food does she prefer most of the time? And I understand that can vary with the day. Mexican, Italian, Chinese, Cantonese, down home. What does she like? If she, if she drinks coffee or tea, how does she like it prepared? 
In other words, if she gets a tea, does she like a hot tea or a cold tea? Or could you tell the difference by how the weather is, which she would like? And if she gets an iced tea, does she like lemonade? No, she does not like lemonade. Does she like sweet or unsweetened? Or does she mix the two? If she has coffee, how does she like it? Does she like creamer? Does she like a creamer with flavor? How does she do it? If she drinks a soft drink, what kind does she like? If she orders a salad, what kind of dressing does she prefer? Are there any ingredients to a salad which she does not like to have on there and she will, she will regularly ask to be left off? Okay, you say, come on, preacher. We don't eat out enough for me to know. Well, cheapskate, take her out once in a while. Maybe you'll learn something. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you know what color she likes to wear? Do you know what color she does not like? You say, preacher, those are little things. That's exactly the point. It is the little things that marriages are either made by or destroyed by. And if you're going to build the wife that God has entrusted to your care, you need to do what the scripture says, just like I need to do what the scripture says, dwell with them according to knowledge. In order to do this, my friends, we need to do the little things right. Building a wife. Many of us know how to build things. We could build a deck. We can build a house. We can build a bank account. We can build a career. We can build, you name it. We men, by nature, build something or other. Do we know how to build a wife? I hope we take more time than just thinking about these things. And by the way, if God's been so gracious and merciful to you that he's shown you several things that need attention, then make a decision where to start and just work on them and enjoy what you learn as you go and uh, take it step by step. If you change everything all at once, you might just kill her with shock. <laughs> Although I think she'd be willing to, willing to risk that. May God give us men sense enough. Or may we use our sense and have God's blessing on it to accurately represent Christ towards our wives, and towards our families. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. In fact, why don't you just decide with the help of the Lord to make it a great day today?